Before we get started this week, I want to tell you guys about Seasoned. When it comes to finding or filling restaurant jobs, logging into Craigslist is like diving headfirst into a dumpster fire. At Seasoned, you'll use resources, connections, and yourself to build your restaurant career in half the time. That means better jobs for proven talent, better talent for proven restaurants, and better lives for the entire restaurant community. Join today at Seasoned.co. Yep, they dropped the M to save you another second. So that's Seasoned.co. didn't have a hundred grand to build our own kitchen and we couldn't find one to rent because there weren't any and so we thought you know what one day when we have our own kitchen however we get it we're going to be that resource that we wish we had and they say oh my gosh i love what you're doing with locavore or lava core lava core and you know pop-up Events and dinners are all the rage right now, and there's a couple of great people hosting them, and we want to be in that cycle. You are listening to Fort Worth Food Stories, brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. All right, welcome to Fort Worth Food Stories. I'm your host, James Crange. I'm joined today by Courtney Gumbleton and Carlo Capua from Locavore in Fort Worth. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Yeah, this is great. It's It's been a lot of fun before we've even started recording, just chatting with you guys. So One heck of a bloopers reel. Yes. Cutting <laughs> room floor is full. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned to the very end of the podcast. Maybe I'll throw it it's all like in. like Deadpool 2. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> like a Jackie Chan movie. <laughs> uh, so you guys, uh, you're obviously, you're really fun. You bring a unique uh, perspective to the Fort Worth uh, food industry. Uh, um, you, your website, you describe yourselves as a startup of startups, and you want to give foodie trailblazers a home. Explain what that means. Explain what your, your mission statement kind of is. So essentially, we are the Airbnb of commercial kitchens, which meaning it means if you are a foodie entrepreneur, you want to start a food truck, be a chef, or maybe make your family's recipe for something famous and actually sell it or distribute it, then you can rent one of our kitchens. And instead of needing to spend $100,000 or more to build your own commercial kitchen. You can rent ours for, for $25 an hour. So you can rent our kitchen, and along with that comes our uh, guidance, mentorship, and just um, helping give good advice to make sound decisions so that your business is successful in an industry that has a notoriously high failure rate. So did you, uh, either of you ever think you might want to open your own restaurant, or did you always know you wanted to be a space for restaurants? I never had plans to open a restaurant, nor do I have any interest to do it right now. Um, what about you? Yeah, so I have a catering business and a small little cafe I've had for the past 10 years. And so I was familiar with the food space, but didn't really um, jump on this idea until Courtney kind of told me her story and her vision. And that's really what set it up. It's a pretty cool story. So, yeah, tell me that story. Wow, how much time do we have? <laughs> so... Originally, I was a nonprofit CEO um, for a foundation, took a break, left the nonprofit world. Uh, my husband and I sold our house in Fort Worth a year ago, bought a farm out in Azel. It's actually a steel barn dominium. Um, we bought chickens and started raising them. 
Um, they're, they're, it's addictive, kind of like potato chips. You can't just have just one. So we ended up with like 50 chickens and they free range all over the property. I feed them organic grain. And next thing you know, about 23 weeks later, I ended up with a lot of eggs. Um, I just couldn't give them away to friends fast enough. And so my second week of giving away and selling my chickens eggs, I was approached by he was the executive chef of Perch the new at the new Frost Bank building downtown, and he said he wanted to start buying our eggs, and that was really great. And then I just started thinking, gosh, this is off the ground. I wonder what else I can do. So I started looking into um, other lines, jellies, jams, herbs, syrups, oils, all kinds of things. And I have a passion for marketing and graphic design, so I thought, hey, this would be fun. It'll all be under the Gumbleton Homestead brand. And then I quickly learned, oh, my gosh, I need a commercial kitchen. So when I learned about Texas Cottage Food Laws, needing a commercial kitchen, I Googled it and up popped up my friend Carlo over here at C's Cafe. So we started talking. I told him that I realized that maybe having a jelly and jam line isn't the way to go. But I wanted to partner with him to be able to provide a home for all those folks that have those dreams. And so that's kind of how it happened. So did you know each other before the Google search? We did. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so my wife used to work at TCU with Courtney, and then we're both in Rotary together. So we, we kind of hung in the same circles. And so when she reached out to me, it was so cool because 10 years ago, my mom and I were in the same spot. We wanted to start a catering business. We did the research just like Courtney did, and we realized – you have to have a commercial kitchen, and we didn't have a hundred grand to build our own kitchen, and we couldn't find one to rent because there weren't any. And so we thought, you know what? One day, when we have our own kitchen, however we get it, we're going to be that resource that we wish we had. And so we started about five years ago renting just small, just really on a small scale basis out to people who wanted to do like a one-off event, but never had to turn most people away because we didn't have the storage space. So when Courtney came to me and said, "Hey," I got this idea. She told me her story about selling her, her chickens' eggs, and I thought, this is this is perfect, and this is exactly what the food entrepreneur scene uh, in Fort Worth needs. And I'm glad you brought your mom up. Um, I had read that uh, she was 63, right, when she decided mm-hmm. she wanted to do this catering thing. How much of an inspiration is that for you guys to really kind of just go for it with this? It's funny because, you know, I asked my mom that question that a lot of parents ask their graduating seniors. It's, if you could only do one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? And the answer is supposed to be what you're really destined to be. And so when I asked her, you know, she was a dental hygienist for 40 years. I could tell she was wanting to do something different, and she said she would cook for people. I said, Mom, you're 63. What the heck are you waiting for? <laughs> the clock's ticking. And she said, well, I, I, I don't know where to start. And so that's, um, that was the birth of kind of our catering business, which morphed into this whole kitchen rental idea. And so how long was it before you – uh, I know you said you, you would do these smaller rentals. How long was it before you took that process into what it is now? You have the locavore space, which just opened a few days ago. The whole process was really quick. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I started thinking of the concept back in February, gave it a name, locavore, in March, filed the LLC in April, brought Carlo on in May, was offered the space in May. We signed the lease in June. We got the keys July 1st. And we just had our launch party last week. And the most amazing part, too, is within four weeks, three or four weeks, three weeks, three weeks, our kitchen was full of renters and we were overflowing. So we had to go out and find a second commercial kitchen. We're, we partnered with the Women's Club of Fort Worth, which is just in the same in the near south side in the same neighborhood. 
and now any additional renters we're putting in the women's club, we're going to fill that up soon. So now we are looking for more commercial kitchens that just aren't being used, and we've got the process down where we can manage them. We do all the booking online and make it really easy, and we can split the profits with the people who actually own the kitchen. That's awesome. I I think that's really cool. And uh, so obviously there was a clear need for it right in Fort Worth. But how did you get your word out there uh, that you guys were the space to do that? Well, really just building stakeholder support. So when I came up with the idea for Locavore, started working with Carlo, we just really hit the pavement and started meeting with everybody, um, whether they were city council members or um, Megan Henderson, Hayden Blackburn, Carolyn Phillips, just all of these different people who um, we are close with, we respect their opinions, and we wanted to share with them what our dream was and then tell them, ask them, is is this a good idea? Who do we talk to? Who should we partner with? Where should we look? And through our community and those supportive folks, they gave, gave us everything that we needed. That's why we've been able to to move so quickly. It's important to mention, too, that this isn't about Carlo and Courtney. Mm-mm. It's about supporting other small businesses and, and that that – Imagine going into a new business where the odds tell you that you will fail in, in two years. You're not going to make it to see your second birthday. So we, um, by not making about it about us, by making about supporting the, the community, the community in turn has reached out to help embrace us. And how do you offer that support besides just opening up a space uh, for them to rent out? Well, even the launch party was a perfect example. That was not a launch party last week for for the Carlo and Courtney show. That was an opportunity to showcase each one of our food entrepreneurs their food. They are the ones who cooked. They served. Um, they got the FaceTime after the ribbon cutting. They got to share who they are and what they do. I mean, many of our food entrepreneurs walked away with pictures to use for social media, contacts, and gigs that were already booked. And and you guys, uh, I was talking to Crystal, uh, who you had brought up before, yeah. uh, Crystal Vastine, uh, who we had on the podcast. Um, she mentioned you guys had close to 300 people at your launch party. How exciting is that for you that uh, you have such support already in the Fort Worth community? It's amazing. Tell Crystal it was actually 400, but who's kidding? <laughs> no, it, it was just it saying. Was, it was amazing. I mean, it really was a reaffirmation that number one, um, you're, it's never too late to follow your dream, as evidenced by my mom. Uh, And, you know, when you support people to pursue their passion, it's amazing the things that happen. And number two, that people really understand they want to help us move the needle on supporting these small businesses. And, you know, we say that uh, the small businesses are the backbone of the U.S. economy, but they're really the heart of our community, especially in Fort Worth. It's a very – even chefs, you know, who would normally in some other large cities be adversaries in Fort Worth, they're collaborators. And is that why you chose Fort Worth as opposed to an Austin or Dallas or anywhere else really in Texas? Well, it's our home, not just Fort Worth, but the near south side in particular. When when we came up with Locavore, we knew that that was going to be the place. We wanted to be, you know, kind of like the Little Mermaid, where the people are. We wanted to be there, and we wanted to be adjacent to Magnolia so that we could have all of our food entrepreneurs so close to all those folks who they really respect um, and are inspired by. So that way we could foster that relationship, get that support, and then introduce them to partnerships and relationships together. So I I usually hate asking this question um, because I think it's kind of a lame question. Uh, but you guys seem so fun, and I think there's we are. there's probably a cool reason behind it. Why did you uh, choose the name Locavore, and, and what's that mean to you guys? 
Good question. <laughs> well, we always giggle because we have people call our call us or stop by and they say, oh my gosh, I love what you're doing with Locavore or, um, uh, <laughs> or Lavacore. Lavacore. <laughs> like, no, we're, we're not and like That's Alcon. what I thought it was yeah. at first. Yeah. It sounds like a prescription drug or something. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a department off Alcon. <laughs> um, so we have fun, but actually Locavore means to eat local, kind of a play on carnivore means to eat meat. And really for me, it, it just went back to this sounds kind of lame, but my chickens, my peeps. And that's kind of where it went back to is there's this huge movement right now of eating locally, supporting small business, um, Fort Worth right now with economic development and the Chamber of Commerce visit Fort Worth. I mean, that's really kind of how this all happened was when I was looking for a commercial kitchen, I found a model called a kitchen incubator that stems back to the 1960s in Washington, D.C., um, giving food entrepreneurs kind of a home. And basically it. It said that the reason why this model was created was to spur economic development. And when I read spur economic development, I, it was a light bulb moment. And I thought, this has to come to Fort Worth. Like, there's never been a better time. And when we share that story, everybody really agrees. What separates you from your competition, uh, if there even is much competition in this area? There are so there are kitchens, commercial kitchens that you can rent out across the country. There are a few in Dallas. The the difference what Locavore brings to the table is that we we offer guidance and really helping hold people's hand from the beginning, whether it's showing them how to use the actual kitchen and the, the equipment in the commercial kitchen to connecting them with someone that can get them insurance or a, a wrap for their food truck or a logo design or high-quality pictures and really embrace them into the community. Most of the places outside of Fort Worth that offer the kitchen rental, it's more just transactional. You book your time, you go in, you cook, and there's very little other support or culture or community, and that's what we're trying to create because when you are an entrepreneur, if anybody out there has ever started their own business, it can be a very lonely place mm -hmm. to be. And knowing that there are other entrepreneurs with the same challenges, problems, issues, you kind of become like your own little each other's informal board of directors and kind of guidance group where you can feel less isolated and less like you're alone. What are some of the challenges you faced uh, when opening up Locavore? Gosh. That's hard. It was pretty smooth sailing. Yeah, we, we are we, very atypical. We always, Carlo and I always joke around that the stars aligned for us because it really feels that way. I, I mean, every time we turn around, uh, another commercial kitchen's falling into our lap. We don't know how this is happening, but for whatever reason, it's extremely serendipitous and it's just meant to be. Well, we're fortunate too, because a lot of companies, they start out what I call being overcapitalized. They have way too many people that want to invest and they take the money and they spend the money and they buy brand new state of the art, whatever it is, stuff that they don't, maybe that it's, they'd like to have, but they don't need. Mm -hmm. So we really wanted to retain all hundred percent of Locavore. And so we have self-financed everything. We found stuff on Craigslist. I mean, we really, we tried we to bought stuff off friends. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Facebook marketplace. I mean, any chance the key for us has been keeping it very, very, very low risk and easy and simple to understand. Does that raise your stress levels way high, though, being 100% uh, financed by yourselves? 
now I actually feel a, a lot better about it. We don't have to get into legality or, um, you know, people kind of uh, over our shoulder. What What are you doing or what's going on with this? It's a casual conversation between Carlo and I and what we think's best for our business. And because we don't have all of that stress, we've really been able to spend the majority of our time with our clients. And that's what's most important. Yeah. We don't have any shareholders we have to keep happy. We can make the best decisions for our clients and for the foodie entrepreneurs that we serve. And we also get to make quick decisions. And that's something I I really believe in being lean and nimble where you can. And we are so flexible as a business that we're just able to be like, that's a good idea. Let's go with it and get it printed. We'll have copies tomorrow to drop off. We wouldn't be able to do that if there was a you know, an echelon above us. So you, you mentioned, uh, Carol Phillips earlier. I think Carol, Carolyn, Carolyn Phillips. There we go. I knew, I knew I was saying that wrong. (laughs) Carolyn, if you'd ever love to come on the podcast, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, but how, how much are those mentors still involved uh, with what you're doing today? Man, they are so involved. Um, I mean, Carolyn Phillips with alchemy pops, um, She's been involved since day one, still involved now. We're working on a few things together, um, but also she had the pop card out and sent some staff out for our VIP party with our, um, our what is it, a, a special pop called mm-hmm. the uh, Peaches and Dreams. Um, but her, Hayden Blackburn, is is really an important part of our, of our group. Megan Henderson... I mean, there's just there's a group that has been there since day one that's still there and we're making plans for the future. It, it's great. And we have the support from the city too. the the uh, economic development director for the city was at our launch party and supports what we're doing. The Chamber of Commerce is really big on what we're doing. United Way is big on what we're doing. And it's pretty cool because we, we talk about supporting these small foodie entrepreneurs, but we are also there for larger restaurants that maybe their kitchen's maxed out and they can't grow anymore. For example, good point. if I were to mention a what's a famous vegan restaurant in Fort Worth, what would you say? Spiral Diner. And they have relocated all of their baking and ice cream operations into our Locavore kitchen because it was just stressing oh. their kitchen too much. So it may, it may not be a permanent solution, but it at least relieves the pressure in their kitchen so they can continue to grow. Huh, that's awesome. I uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, my, my cousin works for Spiral Diner, and, and he had mentioned uh, the kitchen space being an issue. And, and so I never would have even thought of an established restaurant using your space. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've, uh, you've wanted to do more than just house a space um, for people to run their, their restaurants and stuff. You've talked about pop-up events, uh, and you even have food truck rentals uh, listed on your website. Um, why do you guys want to do so much more than just uh, your traditional in the kitchen cooking. Well, in a perfect world, we'd be able to help anybody with any idea of any dream. And if we can't help them, at least point them to the resource um, that can. And, you know, pop-up events and dinners are all the rage right now. And there's a couple great people hosting them. And we want to be in that cycle of great people. We, We can typically fit more than your average venue. We've got some awesome chefs. We have our first bite club. That's our pop-up club this Friday. It sold out in, what, three days? And we didn't even have a menu 65 up. tickets. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll probably start doing those once a month uh, for food trucks. If any food trucks need a place to park or a commissary kitchen to help kind of um, with the permitting and whatnot, we can do that. Um, we've got people who need... If you need something for holiday baking, if you're baking pies or things during different seasons that are that are busier than others, you can rent our kitchen. No, 
no contract, no commitment. Um, unless you want to be one of our anchor tenants and come in every week, we can help. If you just want to rent us one time a year or every day, we want to be able to help uh, every entrepreneur. We really wanted to be the one-stop shop for food entrepreneurs, whether that meant um, teaching them about branding, where to get their labels, um, where they can they can order in bulk with us. We have a plethora of cold, frozen, dry storage. Um, we have private offices. So Lindsay, the owner of Spiral Diner in Fort Worth, she actually offices out of Locavore. Um, so we just... Anything that we are identifying as a need, whether through national data that we have or through conversations with our food entrepreneurs, they think of things that we haven't even thought of. And when there's a few of them, it's like, oh, okay, pop-up dinners. Yeah, we can rent the outside to you for $125 an hour. And yeah, we can do that. So we're using our space to maximize opportunity for our food entrepreneurs. I moved out here about five years ago. Uh, so, and um, from where? From New Jersey. Uh, oh, can you Jersey. tell by the accent? Yeah. No, I can't. No, okay, good. But I'm from Wisconsin. Nice. So. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't tell, then I'm doing something right. There you go. Um, but I moved out here, uh, came to TCU. Um, so my freshman year was five years ago. And the difference in the food scene five years ago to what it is today uh, is astonishing to me as someone who's not even that involved in the food scene. How have you guys seen it grow in, in the past, let's say, decade? Well, I'll tell you, when we started 10 years ago, catering weddings and large events, there was virtually no one that was gluten-free or vegan, lactose-free, even very few vegetarians. And now we're seeing more of these specialized, um, whether it's you're allergic to something or you just have a preference to not eat something, we are definitely seeing that. Uh, you know, you see the keto diet, you see right. a lot of these crazy diets. but um, Or sensitivities. Very sensitive. People are becoming a lot more, very particular about what they eat. Uh, and that's that's the biggest change that we've noticed in the catering world. But I also think that just as a consumer, um, that shows like Top Chef and, you know, just all of these shows, restaurants are different. Like Michael Crane said, you know, he grew up going to Chili's and that's <laughs> fine. People go to Chili's. My son <laughs> loves Chili's. But me, I want to spend my money somewhere else. I want something unique, special. It's almost like a, a culinary bucket list is, is kind of what I like to call it. Uh, so do you have favorite spots in Fort Worth or are you going to offend people if you tell me? <laughs> I, I heard you ask, I think, Juan, that question. Yeah. I was like, uh, <laughs> I do have favorite spots. Go ahead. Sure. No, I just said I do have. Okay, so you're gonna keep it. I keep it on the deal. Okay, no, yeah, I'll I will, say it. I'm not mentioning mine because I would I like everyone to come on the I, podcast. I will say it. Okay, Tokyo Cafe. Okay, all right, Kevin, and also Fixture Ben. Uh, th those right now. Well, I mean Tokyo Cafe. I, I've been going there for the last 16 years. Um, fixture is just down the road from us, and I order caviar like every day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard the uh, Wisconsin come out in Tokyo. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, my fa I think the best steak in Fort Worth, it's tied between the Capitol Grill and Del Frisco's. Those are my two favorite places. And I for sushi, I'll go to the Japanese Palace. They're, they're the, it's the only Japanese-owned sushi place in Fort Worth, and it's the real deal there. 
See, one of my favorite things about asking that question is is some people are worried about offending, um, but everyone has a different answer. And and that's what's so cool, I think, about Fort Worth right now uh, is there's just so many great places, and, and especially you're providing a space uh, for all of those great places. I didn't mean to make such a profound that, point with that question. but That was uh, funny. <laughs> no, I mean, I think right now there are just so many awesome, talent, awesomely, awesomely talented chefs <laughs> and restaurants out there. You, you can't go wrong. I mean, there there really are a lot of yeah. great spots all, all over the all over town, even in some, you know, like desolate parts of town. Uh, like I live out in Azel and there are some places out there, taquerias that I'm like, man, that place is really good. And it was only three dollars for everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you guys have a vision for yourselves for five to ten years down the road? Uh, and what is that vision? Yeah, Carlo wants us to exit. Yeah, <laughs> acquiring, uh, being acquired by someone would be great. But like we, a food we work to buy us. That's right. No, ser- seriously, I mean, and then we could launch our next thing. But I think being able to see people that came to our kitchen without any idea of what they were doing to end up in their own brick and mortar, or to end up on the shelves of Central Market or Costco or Sam's or whatnot, or for people just to be happy in their own little sweet spot working as hard as they want to, which may be not be that hard at all. Maybe people that are retired and are just doing this for fun. I think that people's happy place is, is it's different for everybody. And I think our happy place is helping other people find their own. Absolutely. I mean, in 10 years from now, five, 10 years, it would be great to have raised that next generation of, of wands and, and carries and, and all of these people who everybody in town idolizes so that those folks can help you know, put, put the next group under their wing. That, that's really what we're trying to do. And if we can be the mission control for the Fort Worth culinary ecosystem, that, that would be a dream. And for if anybody looks nationally, where's the best place to start a new food concept or food business? We want Fort Worth to be in that conversation. Absolutely. Well, I think that's great. I think what you guys are doing is great. Um, and I'm really excited for you guys. Uh, you can really hear the New Jersey and the you guys, you guys, you guys. Uh, I feel you. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I think what you're doing is great. And, and I think it's something that you mentioned it, it's across the country, uh, but maybe not with the same passion behind it and the, the same help in other areas. Um, so just to wrap it up, where can people sign up um, and how can they get in contact with you? You can visit our website. It's locavorefw.com. And right now it's just a placeholder because I'm working on finishing it. Almost done. But down at the bottom, there is a hyperlink that says apply to rent our kitchen. So if you're interested in more information on that, going for a tour with Carlo and I, fill that out. Otherwise, you can join down at the very bottom. There is a hyperlink to join our e-blast list to get on for bike club and if you're looking for a place to rent a kitchen by the hour or by the month or know someone else who has a food dream if you're looking for a really unique experience and one of our pop-up dinners or if you need a great venue we have a 150 capacity venue indoor and outdoor need a place to rent for a corporate meeting or a party or a wedding reception or a rehearsal dinner cooking classes we, we can really do anything let well, us know. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for thank coming you. on, Courtney, Carlo. It's It's been a lot of fun having you. Thank Thanks you. so much. Thanks for having us. That interview with Courtney and Carlo was brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. Located on Campoe Boulevard, the Culinary School of Fort Worth is helping future chefs pursue their dreams every single day. You can reach out for more information or to schedule a tour on their website at csftw.edu 
or reach them by phone at any time at 817-737-8427. That's 817-737-8427. Also, you can check them out on social media to see what's going on daily at the school. Just look up Culinary School of Fort Worth on Facebook and Culinary School FTW on Instagram. 